How's it going? I'm in the car again, just the use. Um, and I've been thinking a lot about how lucky and how blessed I've been and how few things in my life have actually happened by design. And for the vast majority of the things that have happened to me, um, there's a lot of luck involved. And if you kind of connect the dots, you can see how it might be like a universal design or God's design or something along those lines. Like there's definitely purpose behind the, the path. But none of those things were my design. I didn't set forth a goal that I knew would take three to five years or more and then progressively work towards it. Um, a great example is the cars. I was working when I was 17, 18 years old. A friend of mine was selling a car. I kind of wanted it. Grandparents co-signed a loan. That car got totaled. Uh, right when I lost my license. Then from there, I was given a car by my mother and my stepfather. Then a breaking down. Should have fixed it, but I was young and dumb. So I traded it into a junkyard and then bought a junk car for $250. That car ended up rusting away after two years. And I ended up buying, and I'm going to use air quotes when I use the term buying, a car off my dad. Because it didn't have necessarily a high enough value for them to spend the time to try to resell. And I never ended up paying them for it. That car ended up breaking down. Once again, I should have fixed it, but it was the middle of winter. And I was very self-conscious when it came to my ability to repair things. So I sold it for an undervalued price. And then I went out to JD Byrider and purchased whatever vehicle they were willing to give me. And I had two options. And the first option sold. So it sold right out from underneath me when we were signing paperwork. Other guy signed it faster. Um, and then that car got totaled because of mechanical failure. And then I ended up paying off that car. Didn't have my own car for a while. And then I was given another car by my mother-in-law. And then that car I drove until it started having some issues. And then I traded it in on whatever two cars that were reasonably priced but still outside of my price range um, for me and the wife to upgrade into the vehicles that we wanted. Her car was pretty much what she wanted, but it's not like I said we saved up 5% and went down and put a deposit. It was, we're trading in these two cars, give us those two cars. Or no, we're trading in, okay, let me rewind. We traded in her car to get the two new cars both of which ended up getting repossessed because of my poor judgment and habits. And then from there, um, well, first one got repossessed, and then I was given a car by the mother-in-law. And then we traded in the car that was given to me for free to purchase our Toyota Corolla, which was a car that was pretty much given away at the price we were able to get it. Long story, but it was a, a steal of a buy. And it was what it was available. It wasn't what we wanted, but it was what was available. And it was a reasonable price. So it made sense. And then the car 
the the other car um, that we bought previously got repossessed. So, so yeah, and then my truck was pretty much purchased by a friend to be paid back in the future, paid him back a couple years later. So my whole point is there is not one vehicle I have owned where I said, that's the car I want. I'm going to put up money, and then I'm going to buy it. Um, and that, that's kind of a shitty feeling. You know, I'm 30 years old. I've never owned a house. My job at Amazon, um, even though I talk a lot of shit about how I want So, the previous audio got cut off. And normally what I would do is I would just start from scratch. Find something new today. And try to just insert both of them into the episode. And there'll probably be a little bit of abrupt, abrupt... Well, if you're listening to this, you just heard the abrupt pause. And, um, yeah. So, the one thing, like I said, I was thinking about is, you know, I'm 30, I don't have the house. Which is no big deal. A lot of 30-year-olds don't get houses yet. Um, but then there's also, you know, that I might get my grandmother's house, which means my first house would be given to me also. And... Like I said, I've talked a lot of shit about, you know, I'm at Amazon, and it's a great company for me to be at, and I came here because it's the biggest company in the world, and I wanted to learn how they think and do things, which is true to an extent, but that's more or less what kept me at Amazon. What got me to Amazon was, it was a part-time job that I can do during the day, while I worked overnight at the casino. So, like, it wasn't actually, like, a decision was like, oh, I'm going to go apply to Amazon, and I'm going to go learn from them. It was, I need more money, because I'm only making eight fifty an hour at the casino, plus tips. Tips have gone down dramatically, so I'm losing at least 100 bucks a week, or more, and I need a second part-time job. And it just so happened to be Amazon, and it just so happened to work out in my favor. Um... The last full-time decent job I had was L'Oreal. Same deal. I got fired for behavioral problems, um, which was slightly out of ego and ambition and slightly out of negligence and people not liking me. Um, But I lost my job. My wife's ex-boyfriend used to work for L'Oreal. So I went and figured out how I could get in there, started working there. They offered me a full-time job. And, like, I got in trouble there for attendance. And that's what landed me at the casino. And the only reason why I was at the casino was because my wife's best friend's husband worked there. So it's been this huge chain of never actually setting a path for myself. And I talk a big game about, you know, goals and ambitions and having all these big aspirations and desires and things I'm going to do and these small tweaks that I'm doing to get there. But when I really look at the truth behind my actions, and I just, I really analyze the last 30 years of my life, even sports. Like, I I wrestled in middle school to try to get attention from my stepfather because he was working three jobs, you know, 100-plus hours a week. And... 
he wasn't able to stay awake for my games or even make it to a lot of my games while I played football. He wasn't able to wrestle or he wasn't able to like watch my practices. So I just wrestled because he did. It wasn't that I actually wanted to. And like basketball was the first thing that I said, you know what, I'm going to get good grades so I can play for sports. I can play sports. I'm going to bust my ass so I can make the team. And my junior year of high school, I was going to try out for the basketball team in Twinsburg. And that's when I broke my ankle. And then from there, everything just kind of spiraled down. And then I started working out with a friend who was a wrestler for Kent State. You know, I got excited about some positive feedback about my natural ability. Want me to come wrestle? I don't want to wrestle. And the story goes, you know, I was training to go pro in football and skip college. Don't know if it was going to happen, but I finally set a goal. And I was taking measurable steps towards that goal. And then I broke my back. Well, tore a disc. Not technically broken. Um, and just destroyed my back. Doing something really, really fucking stupid. Total ego lift. And I paid the price. And that was really the last time that I ever said, this is my goal. This is my path. I'm going to figure it out. And no matter how long it takes me, I'm going to get it done. Then every other goal has been, you know, oh, I'm going to retire in a year. I'm going to retire in two years. I'm going to be a millionaire in a year. I'm going to be a millionaire in two years. And everything's been so short-sighted and so disingenuine and completely, I don't want to say unachievable, but unrealistic due to my track record, my track record of goal-setting, planning, and acting. And I've set tons of goals. I've set tons of action plans to obtain them. But I normally don't make it through the second week. Bodybuilding was another one. Like, getting on stage, I poured my heart and soul into that for almost a year. And because of some poor decisions on my part, once again, everything is just because I make bad choices... Um, I put a lot of tension on the relationship with my wife and not going, or I end up not being able to get on stage because of me having to repair my marriage because of some poor decisions I made. And it's not that I couldn't keep working out, but it was just the fact that trying to maintain that level of discipline and repair my marriage, I had to pick what was more important to me because of my own bandwidth, not because of anything that that Ashley was doing to me because of me or for me, it was because of my own bandwidth. I couldn't focus on both tasks. And it just, it really makes me feel empty inside. Like, when it all comes down to it, I just feel empty. Like, this vacation we're taking, right, getting ready to take was the first goal that we set months in advance and then progressively worked towards. And we did it super sloppy. But once again, you know, here's me. Let's go out to dinner. I don't feel like cleaning the kitchen. Let's go out to dinner. Oh, it's okay. You can buy that. 
I'm just encouraging poor behavior and habits of my wife. And, like, even our, our wedding and our, our engagement, like, of course I wanted to marry my, my girlfriend at the time. I love my wife more than anything. But I got out of the habit of doing things with purpose over time and being able to apply a burst of action to compensate for it here and there. That, like, my proposal was terrible. I didn't even really propose. It was the most disgusting, embarrassing, probably, moment of my entire life that wasn't just a blatant, disrespectful thing. Like, the things that I've done that were just blatantly disrespectful and wrong, like, those I'm more embarrassed of. But as far as, like, a moment that just wasn't a, a... It was terrible. And if you knew me, or you knew me and my wife's story, I'm Mr. Romantic, or I used to be. And I've gotten away from it. And I can't really pinpoint what's caused these, besides I've never actually done it before, these lack of plans and execution, and I just, it's just not good. It makes me feel terrible inside. Absolutely terrible. And the only thing I know to do is to start chipping away at smaller goals. Start, you know, instead of trying to solve all my problems overnight, instead of, you know, Oh, well, I can do anything. I'm going to launch four businesses at one time. Really honing in and assigning time to tasks. And, you know, structuring things properly. And the funny thing is, you know, I have one friend that I met through Anchor, Sentient Future. Um, If you haven't checked out his Instagram page, his life programming he's doing, and his programming for living intentionally is... Insane. Like, I don't even understand most of it. But watching his tracking and the people he's working with and the results they're getting, it's, it's just it's mind-blowing. But the biggest reason why I kind of pulled away from him was not that I thought his program wasn't good enough. It's because I didn't think I could handle the structure of his program. I, I, knew I'm not, I know I'm not disciplined enough to execute on something like that. And I was embarrassed that I knew that his programming being as good as it could be, or it is, I'm not necessarily good enough for it at this moment. And of course, you know, that's why he would be there to coach you and blah, blah, blah. I get it. You know, we always talk about how simple it is. It's just a choice. And it's funny, like, I can hold my brothers to that standard when it comes to, like, quit smoking. You just don't buy any more cigarettes. But then that same addictive, non-disciplined action and behavior manifests itself in my own life, just in different ways. You know, I'm not giving myself cancer through smoking, but, you know, it used to be energy drinks. I've done really well staying away from the Monsters and Red Bulls for the most part. Um, Red Bull, I think I had one like two or three days ago but I don't consider it even on the same level as Monster. I'd rather drink a Red Bull than a Coke. But, uh... Yeah, I don't know. 
That's what I'm thinking about. The lack of intentional action to strive towards a worthy ideal. Makes me makes me sick. It really does. But I don't know, we'll see what happens. I'm really I really just want to get on this vacation. And use the the vacation as kind of a two week period of time where I don't have to think about my responsibilities because I'm I'm va- I'm on vacation. I can't really do anything to make money or to increase my income. I don't have to worry about my job for two weeks. I don't have to worry about getting up on time for two weeks. And just really use that time to let go and just release all this pressure I've been putting on myself and all this tension and expectation of myself you know because when I look in the mirror what I hope I see is a guy who gets up between 1 o'clock and 3 o'clock every morning no matter what time he goes to bed and he just starts smashing objectives and crushing goals but the reality of what happens is I toss and turn throughout the night I make excuses about how, oh, well, you didn't used to sleep that much. You used to only get two hours a day, or you're only sleeping every other day. And you don't want to get back into that habit. So hit snooze and sleep a little bit longer, because you're still tired. You need to learn to sleep when you're tired. And I know it's total bullshit after the fact. But it's those moments of weakness that just make me feel awful. And, you know, the fact that... Because of my lack of action or my decision or even lack of decision. Um, I'm going to come back from this vacation and be you know, tight for money. And have to potentially pay attention to what we want to do while we're on vacation. And still fat. You know, I haven't really... I worked out three times in the last week. Which will be good, but they're all three back-to-back days. And on top of being all three back-to-back days, um, you know, I just started. So it's not like I'm coming back from a six-month regimen that I have momentum. I, I'm starting, I'm going to go on vacation, and I'll do some push-ups and some jogging to stay active. But that's not going to continue the momentum that I had from the gym. And, like, I'm going to come back from vacation in the same spot I was when I left financially, physically. The only thing I can help is there's a shift in momentum, or in a shift mentally, not momentum, mentally, that causes some sort of newfound discipline within myself. And it's just... Discipline and action. It's the only two things that actually matter. The discipline to act, and then just, just act. That's all that matters. I don't know. I don't know, peeps. I don't know me. We'll see how it plays out.